0: Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center church podcast.
1: All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always with Pastor Jim this morning. Buenos dias. So it's already been a, a morning of recording podcast. We're yes. helping another ministry friend of ours do some uh, some podcast specifically for pastors. So we've been in these chairs for a while now, yes, and now we get to do podcast number five. Yes, for yeah, for my rear end, we get to change <laughs> gears a little bit now and talk yeah. about our church. Uh, we did not have a podcast last week for a good reason. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today, so we're gonna fly through a couple of different topics. Hit me. The first one Lighting that I up. want to talk about is. Uh, we ended our relationship series, yeah. and I just want to hear your overall thoughts with how it was doing a partnership series with another church and I, how all of that worked. I loved
0: it. I i have yeah. not heard anything negative. I'm not you know, asking for people to give me negative feedback, right. but I, I loved it. I, I love Adam, so that helps. Yeah. I love that church, so that helps. I had a wonderful experience last Sunday, uh, Sunday before last, rather. I'm in uh, Cuba. I'm in Waimaro, uh, Cuba speaking. Uh-huh. While my recorded voice and, and face is in, um, you know, Napa, Idaho. Right. While a recorded face from Napa, Idaho is speaking in Fenton, Michigan. Yeah. And it was it was unreal. It was like being cloned. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was. I, there was ministry happening in three locations simultaneous, and and it was good. Like God right. blessed it all. So I think the whole series overall went really well. Adam has such a great viewpoint on on relationships. He's such a yeah. deep relational person and. Uh, it just is one of the great gifts that God has given him as is just right. friendship and the value of of the kingdom moving through the relationship. So I wanted the congregation to get that revelation. But, how, you know, that we just saved money on buying two plane tickets and interrupting, you know, all the different, uh, uh, you know, what do you call the cycles of life, the patterns of life to have a guest speaker. It, just, right. it was just a better way to do it. So I, I don't think we missed a beat. I think yeah. we, we benefited as if you were in the house without right. him being in the house.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really – it was just cool – Um, logistically, there's a lot of stuff that we had to figure out, between the two two teams, but it was almost like for those weeks, the two staffs kind of became one staff because we were in constant contact with each other, just trying to make everything look right. Uh, if you were in the service and you're like, I forgot I was watching a screen that doesn't come easy. There's a lot of work (laughs) in the background to, to use an iPhone to, for it to become so intuitive. And this just makes sense. That wasn't something that just happened overnight. Like there was a yeah. lot of work that got put into that. Yeah. Same thing with watching these sermons is, man, I forgot I was looking at a screen. It's like, yeah, it's not as easy just hitting record and right. pressing play. Right. There's a lot that Very goes on behind that. process to make it look right. simple. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, But I agree. I thought it was an awesome series. It was great to see our people uh, responding to yeah. it so yeah. well,
0: even though it was a,
1: a screen recording.
0: Well, and then, responding to it in, yeah. in both locations during the course of the month. We had uh, over 60 salvations. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, that's nuts, right? right? That's, and, and half the time in those places, there were virtual speakers doing the speaking, and we had over 60 salvations in two weeks. Yeah. And maybe, well, you can't really get saved through recordings. recording. It's like, tell Billy Graham that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can. The anointing of the Lord is not confined by space and time. So it, it's, right. I mean, if anything, if we could point to anything to say, did it work or didn't it work. Um, I would point you towards people that made a decision for yeah. Christ during the month. But I think we've also agreed that we've decided that it,
1: it worked because it was Adam or it was somebody yes. that's associated with this place. If we were just watching a Hillsong sermon or a Bethel sermon, yeah, right. it, it wouldn't have worked the same way.
0: And I can do that at home, right? I, I can do that at home right. and benefit from that teaching. Yeah. Right. It was because we're family. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But but let's let's expand the thought, though, to, to make it a little bit larger. So if that's true, if Adam can come here because of his relationship, where can we go now that we have relationships? Yeah. So let's say we're going to open up Freedom Center South in Milford and Freedom right. Center East in you know, wherever, Freedom yeah. Center West. And we wouldn't call them that, whatever they'd be called. But we can now, because of a relationship, export as we do every week on live stream yeah. to venues right. where where a pastor's only responsibility is actually pastoring and not right. not preparing sermons and yeah. i mean they they're there to care about people Right. And and help people and counsel people and organize groups. Because mm-hmm. those really are two different giftings. We always include them together, but teaching and
1: pastoring are two, yeah, are two different things. And maybe some person is really good at one, but not the greatest at the other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, now we can
0: give yeah. them the opportunity to just be the pastor and not have yeah. to be the teacher as well. We learn through groups that some people really have a gift of hospitality, yeah. but, they're, but they're not good teachers. They, right. There's, there's crumpets. There's tea, there's you know what I mean, the yeah. house is immaculate, the children are spotless, people go there and enjoy the hospitality, but mm-hmm. they don't really grow. And we have right. houses where everything's chaos, but the guy's a great teacher, the lady's a great teacher. Right. I, and so by teaming people up to say, well, Why don't you use your gift of hospitality and you use your gift of teaching yeah. to form a great life group, those are the ones that really succeed. So using that same thought, if we can have people that really just wanna love people, lead people in worship, facilitate conversations. Uh, boy, this is—it's going to open up a whole new world to us. I really believe. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, moving right along. Yeah. Uh,
1: the reason why you weren't here the Sunday before is because we're actually going on ten missions trips as a church this year, and yeah. you were on the first of ten. And I was wondering if maybe you could just give us a couple minutes about yeah, we about were, that
0: trip. We were in Waymar, uh Cuba, uh, as well as various other locations, and uh, Pastor Jason led the team brilliantly. There were uh, eleven of us, including a guy named Jerry, who was. Uh, uh, a gift from the Lord to us through the the, the missions department of AGWM, Assembly of got a World Missions. And uh, he did an excellent job. We had translators that killed it, And man, what a what a humbling... He ever been humbled so much it was painful? Like someone was just so kind or so generous. Yeah. There was no... Like, I'll never be able to repay this. These people gave us their food, made it for us in a beautiful way, sacrificial way from well before sunup to well after sundown. And and then watched us eat their food with smiles on their faces. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. And then at the end of the week, after they have out served us a hundred to one, we we cannot work them in the sun. We cannot. We can't be more generous than they are because they're giving out of their lack, and we're giving out of our abundance. Yeah. their their prayers for us are filled with tears, and they just oh, they just love us. We're so loved. And then it comes time to go. They said, we have one more thing for you. Would you come with us to the prayer room? We're thinking, okay, they're going to pray over us. We walk into this small room that's dedicated for prayer, 24 hours a day, seven days a week prayer wow. uh, for 100 days so in a season of 100 days of praying. Uh-huh. And uh, we walk in there. There's 11 basins of water with towels. And we realize they're going to wash our feet. And it was painful. Like wow. I, I, You're feeding me ice cream. <laughs> and you live in a house that has a hole in the roof and a hole in the floor. Right. Um and you've never tasted ice cream, and, and you're watching you with a smile on your face. We got this off the black market for you. Yeah. <laughs> they call it the gray market because Christians <laughs> don't buy things off the black
1: market. <laughs>
0: and and you're eating it, and it not until about the third day we realize what's really going on is that we're not eating in front of them; they're eating after us. We're eating their food they've laid aside for us. Right? It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, it was it was painful. So when they wash your feet, and they cry when you leave, and they hug you like they don't want to let you go, it's like I've known you for five days. Yeah. And and they're just. Cuba needs the uh, they need what we have in in the in the form of capitalism and resource but but man America needs what Cuba has in the form of faith and and godly love and unity Yeah. unbelievable they're planning churches by the hundreds by the thousands and wow. they're then they're they're sending their people to their communities there's no jealousy there's no territorialism it's it's crazy. It's like, it's revival. It's what happens when people give their lives to Christ and and think from his perspective about the lost and about the kingdom. It's nuts. Wow. Awesome. All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we've got nine more missions trips to go on
1: this yeah. year. If you If you're not signed up for one, you should go because yeah. I've only heard good things about it. And then obviously there's just that, it was an all men's trip. So there's just that brotherhood afterwards where you there come is. home and you're
0: like, I miss my friends after a week. Yeah. Right. And maybe you weren't
1: even friends with some of them before you went on the trip or you didn't, hadn't spent much time with them. Maybe you knew who they were, but you, you want to go hang out with them and you're like, oh, I actually miss you guys whenever I get back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, now we can finally move into, uh, this previous Sunday, which we started a new series. Spirit and Truth, all about prayer, worship. Um, Why did you feel like this was the season right now to to do that series?
0: Good question. I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) You know, I get inspired. Um, A thought becomes more than just a thought. A passing thought becomes a compelling thought, becomes a, a... a, a thought that you can't let go of. And that's when I think I say, okay, God wants to say something about this. And we, we plot a course, often not knowing what the four weeks or five weeks or three weeks is going to be, and we start talking. And, and you know, usually by the time that's over with, I feel a sense of exhaustion, that we've we've exhausted that topic for now. We have to move on to the next one. Yeah. Or I'm so excited about the next one that right. we move on to the next right. one. But there's no, there's no real logic to it, I don't think. It's just as— As we felt led, you know. So we I would love it. One of the things that that really opens up the kingdom to people is worship. Yeah. And and I and worship and music in the main auditorium. And worship while you're doing the dishes, you know, yeah. by yourself at home, and worshiping in hospital rooms, and worshiping in prison cells, and worshiping on an assembly line. I mean, this when we learn to worship, it changes everything. And right. so that's the goal of this series, is to get people to not just be better at enjoying the presence of God on a Sunday morning, but to incorporate the presence of God into Monday morning in right. a way that they, they just wouldn't know right now. So yeah. spirit and truth... Is that series? So we talked about kind of the beginning place of worship, where, you know, at salvation worship becomes normal when uh-huh. you realize how much you've been forgiven. There, there's an abundance of love that is always the response. Yep. When you realize, again, I gotta talk about you know, painful humility. Um, I'm so humbled by what Jesus has done yeah. that it it inspires a, a worship that is more than a song that I sing. Right. You know what I mean? It, it becomes a life that you, you have to live mm-hmm. to just to begin a down payment on repaying. Yeah. You know, how do I repay the people in Cuba for washing my feet? And the answer is, I have no idea. Yeah. How do you repay Jesus for dying on a cross? You go, ah, oh, right. can I go back to the Cuba question? I might have yeah. a chance at that one, but <laughs> it's going to take all eternity to right. begin to repay that
1: one. Well, and I think that's something that's, I think, great for our congregation is a lot of people associate— Worship with music yeah um, but worship isn't, isn't something that we do it's something that you are yeah so no matter if you're cheering for your favorite sports team or you're down on the altar crying your yeah. eyes out, both of those are expressions of worship they are. You're, you're worshiping something all day whether you know it or not right so uh, what are we worshiping and I think it's just yeah. cool to be able to kind of here's talk here's about a taste that.
0: from Sunday but worship and worry um, worry is to the devil what worship is to God. That's good. It's it's a declaration of my faith in the outcome of my life. Yeah. So if I look at this and go, oh, what's going to happen? How am I going to, the devil's soaking it up. You say, God, I trust you in the midst of this need because I know the outcome. I know how this game ends. I know the score. Yeah. At the end of it, that, those are two, you're looking at the exact same situation from completely yeah. different perspectives.
1: You know, and worry doesn't do anything for anybody. It doesn't no. make today's problems smaller and it doesn't change anything about what's going to happen tomorrow. Nope. So you can choose to trust or you can choose to worry. Yeah. And uh, you're quoting Jesus. Doesn't yeah. add a single <laughs> cubit to your height, doesn't <laughs> right. add a single day to your life. If anything, it actually shortens the yeah. day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, I we already talked about this kind of off the podcast a little bit, but. Yeah the services, 9 and 11.30 on Sunday, couldn't have been really much much no. <laughs> different. Um, curious your thoughts from both of the
0: services. Yeah, I, I, when we got to the end of the first service, I looked down and we exceeded our time limit, and I I, I was hoping for maybe an expression uh, at the end where we could come back to that. And, and it was nice. I felt rushed. I felt I just felt like, you know, let's, let's just land the plane and we can provide this at home. The second service, we, we were able to have a little bit more time, and so we came back to worship. And unbeknownst to me uh, unplanned it wasn't in the script just felt like coming back to that first love what was it like the day you got saved and we just kind of we just did it again like if you want to walk down get up from your chair walk to this altar and remember what it was uh, the first night you gave your life to jesus the first day you realized on the job whatever it was and people did that and we went into an extended season of altar (laughs) worship it was so long in fact at one point I, I kind of landed the plane a little bit and said, listen, I understand some of you need to go. I understand our nursery workers are, have been duct taped to their chairs now. Yeah. The children have let the, the children's nursery right. fire. <laughs> you know, they've taken over the prison. So uh, if you got to go, you got to go. But if you want to stay, stay. And people just lingered. I, I think yep. it was... 45 minutes after the service was over with, we were still on the altar worshiping. I I got a prophetic word delivered to me that really moved me. It was just, it was a beautiful, I I hate to say old-fashioned because there's nothing old about it, but just the Holy Spirit moved in really beautiful, sovereign ways in both services. Yeah. Uh, But to have an altar call, if you will, an altar service was... Refreshing for right. me.
1: Do you know what? Uh, there's a ton of hard parts about being a lead pastor at a church that I never want to deal with. <laughs> one of the one of the fun things though is. Uh, to just say, hey, I want a full band on the stage and not have to worry about any of the logistical stuff yeah. that's happening behind the scenes. All the chaos yeah. of, uh, you you just say, I don't care how it happens, happens, and half the team's already gone home. So yeah. we're grabbing random people from the congregation hey, and throwing you, them up there on You Instagram. look like a piano player, follow yeah, me. Yeah, you look like you can sing. Do you want to get up there and sing this song? You that know, happened, it,
0: huh? No. Uh, Close. We were very close to that yeah. happening. Yeah. Well, so. you, you hit it really well. I figured you guys are. You know, I figured you were led by the spirit too. But <laughs> now that I know, now that I, <laughs> it was a total curveball. But uh,
1: I'm like, man, there's a lot of hard parts about being a lead pastor. But that's a fun one. Is just I don't, I don't point care how t- it happens. Just go and figure yeah, it out. Point <laughs> <and point. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I thought it was an awesome start to our series. Yeah. The, the Thursday night before that, you still were in Cuba, so we had our our quarterly worship night ascend, yeah. and uh, I just felt like that personally. We had. Heart for the house Wednesday, which was all about worship prayer, yeah. Thursday, worship night, and then Sunday to actually go into the series. It just felt like it was a really good start to good starting idea. the series. A good, good, um, I missed two of those free things, yeah, funny? yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. So, um, we got a couple minutes left, yeah. so let's talk about what's going to happen next week. So, I, I
0: think one of the misunderstandings we have about worship is I win the lottery and I say, Yay, praise God, praise the Lord. Um, my, my dog, uh, you know, gets hit by a car. And we have nothing to say to God. So they're, right. we're going to talk about, again, where worship comes from, comes from a Savior, but, but really the role that worship can play. There's there's power in the presence of Jesus, and nothing yeah. invokes His presence like worship. Yep. So Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, Philippian jail, middle of the storm, middle of the night, middle of the prison, middle of their pain, they decided to worship. And we're going to talk about where that comes from, yeah. how, how that's applicable to our lives today. So I'll never be beaten and thrown in a prison, well, right. you won't more than likely have to go through that. But what are you going through? That worship is supposed to be a vehicle to to navigate hard things. Yeah. Um, the presence of God, you know, we're restored in his presence. There's fullness of joy in his presence. When we're concerned with our pain, concerned with our problems, his, his presence is a long way from us. When yeah. we're consumed with him in the midst of pain, in the midst of problems, it's shocking, the, the difference. So we're going to talk about jail cells— you know, opening up, chains falling off. We're going to talk about the power of worship, and really, that's the foundation of a church in a town called Philippi. At the end, we're going to take a look back at what Paul writes ten years later, back to those same people that yeah. they were, were there that night, and how he's continue to tell them, "Rejoice in the Lord." Just, just keep it up, man. Just keep right. going. And he's slated for execution in Rome. Yeah, just as he was slated for execution in Philippi. <laughs> you know, that night, and he just he just keeps worshiping. So we're going to talk about yeah. the role that worship can play and seeing you through some really hard stuff. Right. We're supposed to be worshiping mm-hmm. without without ceasing. We're supposed to be praying, right. living, praying in the spirit, worshiping. So this is, this is not something we do on Sunday when we're there. This right. is, we're missing, a lot of us are missing out on the other six days and 23 hours yeah. of, of our week where we're, we're a lot more vulnerable than we could be. Right. If we chose to worship more. so Well, and there's
1: just that muscle reflex too, right? Like the more you practice it, yeah. the more you know when something bad happens, oh, I know what to do in this situation yeah.
0: because I did it last time. Well, and it isn't, it isn't natural. I went in yeah. the lottery. Right. Hey, praise God. This is right. awesome. Like, my dog gets hit by a car and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what to Like worship's the farthest thing from my mind. So yeah. how do we move it much closer? How, uh-huh. how do we walk in this versus visit this from time to time? Yeah. So I... I if you're going to miss any sunday during the course of the year this is not the one to miss yeah. <laughs> this is one this is one that will open up a whole new world uh-huh. to you the other 6 days and 23 hours of your week that yeah. is so transformative so right. don't miss it yeah so we'd love to see you
1: Uh, This Thursday at 6.30, it's actually going to be 55 degrees and sunny this Thursday. So uh, it's a great night to come to church because it's finally not not the, uh, it's the middle of a snowstorm, come to church. (laughs) 20 people are here and 18 of them are the staff, you know, like it's going to be a great night to come to church. And then also Sunday at 9 and 11.30. And if for some reason you're just out of town, you can't make any of those, we always have live stream at 9 a.m. Remember
0: 9 o'clock this Sunday is not 9 o'clock last Sunday that we have daylight savings time. So you got to Spring forward, yes. So, so, is there free coffee or anything? Seems like if we ever gave away Cuban shots, for you know free, what? That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. We should, for the nine o'clock service. Yep. whoever shows up gets a free coffee. All right, I'll sorry, talk you to you for that. Too. Pastor Josh is offered to buy everybody <laughs> a cup of coffee. Yeah, that comes to the nine o'clock service. Yes, put it on his tab. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Thursday,
1: six thirty. Sunday, 9 and 1130, we continue our Spirit and Truth series with part two. Pastor Jim's preaching live for all three of them, so make sure you make it to one of them, and we will talk to you again next week. Until then, have a great week.